work on the right things and great results will follow. It sounds very simple, but it means a lot. I mean, it means every day focusing on what matters and being able to say no to uh, low leverage activities. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Okay, welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. I'm your host, Alex Thuma. CEO founder of SaaStock and delighted to be joined today on the show by Thibaut de Latelade, uh, who is the uh, the Global Vice President of Product uh, at Gartner. Welcome, Thibaut. Hopefully, I didn't butcher your surname. So I, sh- I mean, should know it uh, really well by now, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you should, Alex, but I will not try to, uh, to, uh, to pronounce yours. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I will do the same. Yo, so it's Thibaut de Latayade, but that's fine. You did it very well. Good to see you. Like, it's only been two weeks, actually. We were uh, together at SASDOC in Dublin. Um, uh, Gartner were a big partner there. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, we were sitting back to back at the speaker dinner and uh, had some conversation as well. So it's good to see you again. But obviously now, uh, I think uh, for the first time on the uh, on the podcast. But th- those that don't know you, Thibaut, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Where are you located? Uh, let's learn a little bit about who you are. All right. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Thibaut. I am French, as you can guess from my terrible accents. Uh, but I've been in Barcelona, and I've been in Barcelona for the last 16 years now. And uh, I've worked in uh, you know, business management, in technology, sales, and marketing for the past uh, decades, probably three decades. Uh, and now I'm the uh, global vice president for of product, brand, and international expansion at Gartner Digital Markets. And as you mentioned, yeah, we were a platinum sponsor at Sastock Dublin two weeks ago. It was great. It was my, uh, my third time in uh, at Sastock, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, and I've worked in the uh, software industry for almost twenty years now. You know, uh, after being in strategic consulting, I founded a company that I sold to a software vendor, um, and I spent some time with them. After I joined another SaaS company, uh, California based a startup called Rumbi, uh, acquired by SAP in 2016. And that's when I met the GetUp founders. So I guess you know them, uh, Alex. Yes. Now you met Manu and Christophe, yep. Manu Jaffran and Christophe Primo. Um, they created uh, GetUp in 2010 uh, in Barcelona. And the, uh, they developed the company and sold it to, uh, to Gartner in 2015. And uh, so, yeah, and then I, I took over uh, as a general manager of GetApp in 2017. Mm-hmm. This is when I joined uh, Gartner, and it was my, yeah, first year also at Sastock. Yeah, I remember, I remember well. And, and GetApp, was, was that, um, uh, obviously, I know Manu and Christophe, was that one of the first, uh, I'd say, like marketplaces for reviewing SaaS apps uh, globally, I, I mean, in, in my mind, it, I, it was certainly the one that I, I remember the first. So, yeah, well, it was not the first one. Uh, the, the first one was Captera, by the way. Uh, Captera, uh, which is also part of Gartner Digital Markets, 
but Captera uh, the was created and founded in uh, 1999. No, so it was now a long time ago. And so, yeah, and GetApp, uh, I would say, is probably one of the uh, latest created, uh, but no, uh, ramp up very quickly as well. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, success story as well. Because of the Captera, yeah. GetApp, uh, and I think some others are, are now under this sort of uh, brand Gartner Digital yes. Markets. Um, so tell us right. how that came about, you, you know, uh, what it does and, uh, and why they're all together. So Gartner Digital Market is a business unit of, uh, within Gartner. Uh, you probably know Gartner for you know, business and technology insights. Uh, Gartner is serving more large corporation, uh, very well known for the magic quadrants, but uh, for many other things as well. And, uh, and so the Gartner Digital Market Division or business unit focuses, is focusing on uh, uh, technology and small, mid-sized enterprise. Okay, so it's uh, different from the large uh, uh, no, uh, customer uh, customers that Gartner is serving. And so, and, and our mission uh, at Gartner Digital Markets is to uh, empower the organizations uh, to accelerate uh, their, their growth uh, by embracing and selecting the right technology and services. No? And so, there are four brands now in that division. So, GetApp, Captera, Software Advice, which was, by the way, the first one that uh, Gartner acquired. Uh, and then uh, last year, uh, we exactly a year ago, we acquired UpCity, which is a US-specific marketplace uh, on uh, services. And, and in terms of the, this brand portfolio, then you've got the four brands. Why keep four brands? Why not have one brand? Which I mean, obviously, you've got the Gartner Digital Markets umbrella and you've got the four brands underneath. Uh, why keep the four? And, and yeah, what, what are the pros and cons of that? Yeah, sure. I mean, they, uh, the, the pros is that together uh, we are stronger and we, uh, we receive more uh, visitors. Now we have uh, the four brands together. Uh, we have around 100 million uh, visitors uh, that are coming to our sites. You know? and, uh, and so in terms of uh, now reach of the market, it's uh, always better to have multiple brands uh, for that reason. I mean, the uh, more yeah, the more brands you get, the more visibility you have also on Google SERPs now. And so, uh, and so, but also these uh, brands are are targeting specific uh, specific markets or specific uh, audience now. And uh, so, uh, we have uh, now uh, on the um, Captera, for example, we are targeting. Uh, growth leaders that are looking for, I mean, to work smarter, to to grow faster, and uh, and to uh, embrace change. Now everything new. Now so this is more the Captera uh, focus and the audience that we are looking at for Captera on GetApp. GetApp is more for functional leaders. Now uh, functional leaders meaning now the uh, let's say the head of marketing or head of sales or or IT. Uh, want to optimize their, their work, leveraging technology. So uh, someone in marketing, for example, will be looking at you know, specific software in marketing that work well together. Now they are looking at the marketing stack. And so this is uh, a key, uh, key target for, for GetApp. And, and software advice is very different. It's for business leaders in specialized industries, um, such as medical, now we have a, a huge customer base in that uh, vertical. 
or legal or construction or you now maybe supply chain. So these are uh, industries that have very specific needs. Um, you know, obviously, when you are in the medical, I mean, you, uh, the way you are managing your, uh, uh, your uh, business is very different from what you will do in another uh, industry you now. And, uh, and so, yeah, but all of them, uh, the audience of Captera, Software Advice, and, uh, and GetApp are all, yeah, looking for software to, uh, to grow their business. And uh, like we mentioned at the, the, the top of the podcast, uh, Gartner um, was back at SaaStock uh, this year, uh, sort of like post-COVID. Great to have Gartner back as a partner. Why, why did you guys uh, attend SaaStock Dublin 2023? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we, we uh, first, uh, we like a lot SaaStock to take the pearls of the market. You know? it's, uh, it's a great moment to talk to uh, all the different stakeholders involved. Uh, you, of course, now, but also the, uh, the VCs, the, uh, uh, the vendors, the other uh, providers in the industry. So that's interesting to get that. And, uh, and then after, uh, of course, we want to connect and engage with, uh, with SaaS companies to, uh, to understand their challenges, uh, no, to, uh, also to have great discussion on the, uh, what they are expecting from us, uh, what, they are, what are they also their mission-critical priorities that we can uh, help uh, well, where we can help them. And um, so we promote also, of course, Gartner Digital Market Platform. And uh, now this year we had our, our uh, we took the opportunity of SASTOC to uh, release the results of uh, a, a survey uh, that we uh, ran uh, last summer. So, uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about it, but it's on the, yeah, why software buyers experience regret. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a large survey that uh, uh, included 3,500 respondents globally um, from uh, small businesses to quite large ones, some of five to 10,000 uh, people, uh, up to $1 billion in revenue and uh, across multiple industries. And so uh, we, we also uh, make sure that all the respondents to that survey were screened to ensure their involvement in software purchasing decisions. No? So it was, yeah, for us, it was important to attend SASTOC for that as well, you know, to really uh, take these uh, great moments to uh, uh, share with the, uh, the vendors uh, the, uh, the result of that survey. Tell us a little bit more, because I'm very curious about why uh, software buyers experience regret. But obviously, you, you know, your keynote at SASTOC, uh, you, co you covered this. But yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Um, and yeah, I guess kind of like how buyers start their journey and then why do they end up <laughs> regretting uh, what's happened, uh, you know, at the end? Yeah, no, so it's, it's uh, I mean, nothing new there, but uh, buying software is, is complex. So uh, the, uh, we uh, uh, no, identified from the results of a survey that uh, uh, buyers are still finding this uh, journey overwhelming uh, because there is a lot of information available. There are a lot of solutions available as well. You know, in some categories, there are you know, several, thousand, several hundreds uh, software uh, that are available. And so it's tough for, for a buyer to, uh, to um, find his way. And, um, but so how does it do it? I mean, uh, as you will do probably, Alex, if you are buying something important in your you know, private or business life, you will start with a list. So 96% of buyers start with a list. And usually they have four brands on that list to start. 
And what is really uh, uh, no, amazing is that 89% of the buyers will buy off of that same list. No? So you can imagine if you are not on the list at the beginning, I mean, you may, well, you, the train will leave without you. No? So it's super important to be, uh, to be on that list and make sure that, uh, well, you can be visible there. Okay, makes sense. And then in terms of the regret side of things, like how, how, how does that end up? Uh, uh, so you, you, you see a list, I want to buy a new CRM. There's 10 companies there. Uh, I go through, uh, I make a choice. I spend £30,000 a year perhaps on, on one. Uh, why may I end up sort of regretting that choice or, or do many buyers end up regretting that choice? So the, 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 uh, it's, uh, there are a lot of reasons. Uh, but uh, first of all, um, the, uh, the result of that survey is that 60% of software buyers experience regrets. It's super high. You know? uh, six out of 10 you know, are not satisfied with what they uh, purchased. And no industry is exempt. It's uh, across all different industries uh, and use cases. No? Uh, but they are, so we identify a few reasons. I mean, product-related reasons and vendor-related reasons. If you look at the product-related reasons, uh, the main result that uh, the uh, respondents shared with us is the cost of ownership, the higher than expected cost of ownership. Um, then the uh, difficulty in implementing the software and in integrating the software. No? So it's, uh, it's uh, of course, I mean, uh, there might be also some features related, but these are the main ones. No? TCO, implementation, integration. And then uh, when we ask about the, uh, or when we look at the result, there were also some vendor-related reasons. The main one being the end-off between sales and implementation. Uh, where there is uh, now a mismatch in expectations and the uh, vendors sometimes are over-promising and under-delivering. You know? And so uh, this is, these are the main reasons that the, the uh, respondents identified. And uh, obviously, uh, well, we ask them as well, so what do you do if you know uh, if you're not happy uh, with or if you regret your purchase? And so uh, most of them, of course, uh, mentioned that they will... Uh, just uh, select another uh, another vendor, and so it's leading to, for for the vendor. It's a loss now. It's a customer loss. How important are user reviews in in this journey? Because obviously we've seen, you know, I guess, kind of through yeah. the platforms that are part of Gartner Digital Markets, you know, and others that user reviews are now. It, it seems a very very big thing. I I, I believe within the journey, but. Yeah, tell, tell me from your perspective um, about the importance and what, what the software yeah. companies listening should be thinking about when it comes to user reviews. Well, user reviews are still the number one source that buyers are using to uh, build their initial list. No? So the list of four products that they will now uh, use uh, during their process. So uh, it's super important. It's critical. They are the top information for uh, all, all, uh, um, all customers from small, mid-size, even large companies rely on uh, reviews. And uh, we, we, uh, uh, the reviews are important, of course, for you know, the uh, information you can get from it, but also from the perspective you can have from your industry for uh, maybe the company size uh, yeah, or people like you now. 
so we uh, we are collecting a lot of reviews on Gartner Digital Market. We have more than 2.2 million now, I think. Uh, and we verify all of them because they need to be trusted. You know? The worst thing is when you don't trust the review. Mm -hmm. you know? So we verify all of them with a thorough qualification process. We have automated uh, checks to avoid uh, fake reviews. And, and we have a final human check uh, to, uh, to validate uh, each of them. You know? So to make sure, again, that uh, reviewers can trust. We have now... Uh, natural language processing algorithm to identify all the main themes, to be able to uh, uh, get from the reviews the pros and, con and cons, to, uh, you know, to get the best of the reviews and provide it in a digestible way for buyers. Yeah, And, uh, and so super important. We also help software vendors collect more reviews. So um, we have processes uh, to help them uh, collect reviews across, again, industries, across different geographies. Uh, we, uh, we are able to uh, collect reviews and to validate them in eight languages. Um, and uh, also across different uh, use cases, because one product may have different use cases. So that's super important. And then after, once we have collected the, the review, validated them, we share on uh, our different platforms. So on Captera, GetApp, and Software Advice. Are, are, are there like stats um, that that are out there for you know SaaS companies to say like if you have reviews on your company like you're likely to be uh, I don't know uh, your software will likely to be bought you know ten times more than those that don't have reviews. So there are stats. Uh, we've the one that I will yeah it is coming from a survey by the way is that eighty six percent of businesses that verified reviews are critical in their uh, purchase mm -hmm. now so that's one which is very important. Yeah. Then we have identified that there is a, a minimum number of reviews that you should have uh, to be uh, credible now. Uh, it depends on the categories and country, but uh, now uh, need at least to get thirty reviews now to be credible. It's probably you now what will happen as well if you go to you know, a, a restaurant or an hotel. So if you have only five or six reviews, yeah. you may not trust them. You know? So volume matters. And also recency. So uh, if the review is uh, now two years old, maybe you know, will, I mean, yeah, you won't trust it because uh, the software uh, vendor uh, may have changed the products or, you know, or evolved in their customer service. And so, yeah, recency is super important also for that. Based on your conversations that you had sort of recently at SaaStock, I know you were speaking to lots of founders, lots of buyers of software, uh, lots of SaaS startups. You, you know, what 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 was the the sentiment? You, you know, what was the the feeling uh, that SaaS startups were uh, you know uh, conveying to you about that they're most worried about? You know, at the moment. Uh, well, so they are. Uh, I mean, different topics that came uh, from this conversation. Uh, and also from you know, the conversation that we have all year long with uh, you know, thousands of uh, SaaS vendors. Um, so they, uh, they are, I think that they are seeking support uh, to turn, and, and data you know, and insights, mm -hmm. to turn their product ideas into uh, uh, comprehensive concepts. You know? So that's one part which is uh, interesting. You know, they, they really want to understand you know, uh, from uh, the insight that uh, we can share with them uh, if their ideas are, if there is a fit you now with the market need. Yep. Um, 
they also uh, uh, want to uh, find cost-effective marketing uh, solutions to help them grow. You know? um, it's uh, uh, a place where we help them a lot, you know? uh, uh, building their brand, but also uh, you know, reaching the audience in, and get leads in the most cost-effective way. Um, then, of course, uh, avoiding uh, regret and churn is, uh, is a key point uh, now uh, for most of the SaaS companies. Uh, and they want to understand how also uh, uh, we can help them in that. So uh, the result of that survey, mm -hmm. for example, is a good way first to now be aware of the situation and identify potential uh, solutions to uh, to limit uh, regret and churn. What are some of those solutions then to limit the uh, the regret? Well, uh, the first one I would say is uh, to be on the list. No, yeah. <laughs> we said, uh, yeah. So uh, be on the list. It's not so easy, obviously. Uh, no, you need to, of course, work on the uh, the awareness of your solution, but also uh, to collect reviews. Now, if you have the uh, right reviews uh, in the right use case, again, industry, language, whatever, I mean, you are uh, now increasing your chance to be on that list. So that's one part. Then uh, being transparent on the TCO, uh, total cost of ownership. Uh, it's something that uh, buyers really identify as a pain point, as I mentioned earlier. And so vendors can help. You know? They can help them by providing a good and transparent uh, understanding of uh, the TCO. Uh, and, and I think one of the most important is to uh, help buyers uh, define their goals and outcomes when they buy a software. And uh, this is uh, one of the main reasons why uh, uh, customers fail in their purchase is because they are not themselves very clear on what they want to achieve. No? And so uh, if uh, the software vendor can help them saying, hey, okay, through uh, my solution, you will be able to uh, increase uh, loyalty by X percent, or you will be able to reach uh, more users by X percent and so on. Then you can set specific goals and, uh, and then help the buyer uh, really uh, understand what he can expect from the, uh, from the software. So it's an important dimension as well. And there is another one that uh, I think is super important, uh, and we can all work on that, is understanding the uh, regret warning signs. You know? um, so uh, any, you know, the, the vendors, SaaS companies, all have, uh, unfortunately, uh, some churn, you know? uh, which is, I mean, uh, there are some good or bad reasons for why, I mean, customers are churning. But what you need to do is to understand why. And so, and, and the patterns. And for, for example, when we looked at uh, the uh, data from our survey, we have identified a view of these warning signs. Like uh, if the, uh, the team buying the software is from a single non-IT department, they would experience more regret. Uh, if the company that is buying the software is spending more than five months in the, uh, in the journey, they will also experience more regret than the average. Uh, younger businesses also experience more regrets. And uh, businesses who fail to use comparison sites, uh, like uh, ours, for example, mm -hmm. experience as well more regret than the, uh, than the average. So all of that is interesting. It's coming from, now again, this uh, survey. But as a company, you can yeah, identify from your own data what are these warning signs. 
Makes sense. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And, and based on uh, where Gartner Digital Marks is now, uh, and with your expansion, um, you know, how uh, will this uh, empower SaaS companies? Okay. Yeah. Good point. So um, we we are expanding our uh, uh, reach uh, in, of course, uh, every year in more categories, in more uh, products. Uh, in uh, services recently, so we have uh, now uh, now also uh, uh, service providers listed on on Capterra.com. It's mostly for the US, uh, but we are also expanding um, geographically. And so uh, we started that journey uh, five years ago uh, in Barcelona, from Barcelona, by the way. And uh, now we have uh, we are we have more than thirty countries that we cover with local sites. Uh, including Ireland, where we are last uh, no uh, for Sestock, and uh, and so uh, we we uh, uh, help buyers in these countries to get a more localized experience, and uh, it's very important. So for uh, software buyers, no, I am French. I prefer to read reviews or content in French. No, and um, it's not only about uh, translation. It's about localizing also the key topics. So uh, there might be some specific regulation, for example, in my country uh, that are different from uh, the UK or Germany. And so localizing it is really key. It helps the buyer uh, identify the uh, key trends and the most important drivers for uh, their purchase. Um, let, let's move. We've got a couple of quick fire questions before we wrap up the show, uh, Thibaut. Uh, so I want to know, uh, what is the best advice that you've ever received? Oh, okay. So uh, I received a lot of advice in my career. So, uh, uh, But the, the, uh, the one that uh, I really apply every day uh, is to work on the right things and great results will follow. Uh, it sounds very simple. But it means a lot. I mean, it means every day focusing on what matters and being able to say no to uh, low leverage activities. You know? So I try to uh, uh, organize my day with these uh, you know, low leverage activities that I want you know, to be as minimum as possible. The high leverage activities that are the ones that are uh, bringing the most, so you know, high impact. And the ones that are also mandatory, you no, know, uh, mandatory. If I don't do them, I will probably lose my job. You now, if I don't uh, do a proper financial reporting or if I don't meet my budget, yeah. But uh, so it's super important. And so it again, it looks super simple to say, but doing it on a daily basis is uh, probably one of the most difficult challenge. How do you ascertain there then? Uh, I mean, it should be sort of obvious, but what are the most important tasks when you look through these? Obviously, you've got the mandatory ones. You have low level yeah. and say, okay, these ones I'm categorizing as most important that I'm going to work on today. So we we have a very clear strategic direction for the company. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have our mission statements that we uh, now we know that I share with you now, helping organization grow with technology and services. So everything which is not contributing to that is a low leverage. You know? And so, uh, and then of course we cascade down the uh, 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 objectives uh, across the organization, and so it's uh, quite. Uh, I would say it's very helpful to identify what's important and what's not. 
So that's uh, yeah, that's the way I do. Makes sense. No, so uh, what yeah. is your favorite book, business or, or non-business? Uh, okay, yeah. So the the one, uh, it's not a new book, you know. It's uh, it's a book that I think was published more than twenty years ago. It's the Culture Map by Erin Meyer, um, and it's I like it a lot because it's uh, and I try to read part of it. I mean, uh, uh, regularly uh, reread. Uh, it's very important uh, in a global world to understand the uh, cultural or country differences. And, uh, and so this book is great because it's mapping you know, uh, how uh, the different cultures, uh, well, how they are you know, first and, uh, and how you uh, expect them to, uh, to react in different situations. You know? So there are countries that have you no know, huge, let's say, historical context. Uh, and some that have very uh, recent no, or no historical context. No? Like, uh, for example, Japan is a country with uh, no, uh, very, uh, uh, of course, I mean, long history. And, and, it's, uh, and the, the, uh, the way people think in Japan is very different, obviously, uh, from uh, no, the way people think in the US no? or in France or in the UK. So understanding that and getting a good mapping is is helpful in your day-to-day if you are working in a global environment. Awesome. I haven't read that one, so I have to add that to uh, to the reading list. Thanks okay. for sharing that one. Uh, Thibaut, as we wrap it up, where can people find you online if they want to reach out and also learn more about Gartner Digital Markets? Oh, yeah. So uh, LinkedIn is my favorite uh, media for, for that. And so uh, you can, yeah, uh, contact me uh, via LinkedIn, send me any message, and uh, I will... Uh, reply for sure awesome awesome good stuff uh, well Thibaut uh, uh, thank you so much for being a great guest on the SAS Revolution show today uh, great seeing you at SAS Talk in Dublin uh, a, cu- a couple of weeks ago great to have you on the podcast now um, and uh, yeah looking forward to uh, obviously seeing um, what's happening over the SAS over the next uh, uh, 12 months uh, or more hopefully things will be yeah. picking up a bit of a better year in 2024 uh, uh, for all of us less churn less regret for buyers more reviews, um, all of the above. Uh, but thank you so much for being a great guest on the show. Well, thanks a lot, Alex, for everything you're doing also for the, uh, this uh, great industry. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sastop.com.